How you guys doing tonight? Yeah? So if you guys, hello. If you guys haven't noticed, uh, so Scott is not here this evening. No one says anything. Everyone's like, okay, cool, whatever. Just moving on. So uh, this is Scott's weekend off, and so um, he is not here. He's hanging out, spending some time with his family. And so, um, but if you, if you have his number or something or Facebook him and say, we miss you, and everything's a train wreck. I'm just kidding. Don't tell him that. <laughs> but <laughs> no. Um, so anyways, so the last several weeks, guys, we've been going through a series in our church. And if you don't come to church on Sunday mornings or Saturday nights here at Hope, we strongly encourage that you do. Um, but in the last several weeks, and we've been going through this series we call Life of a Jesus Follower. Um, it's something that's it's not just a normal series for us about like a, a theme or a topic. Uh, this is something that is the part of the very structure, the very fiber of our DNA as a, as a church body. That we believe that God is that that, that God kind of gave uh, us this message a, a while ago um, about what it really means to be a follower of Jesus. Not just to have the label of Christian, not just to have the uh, the the tag of you know I'm a Christian person or I go to a Christian church or I'm a church going person, but what does it look like to actually be a legitimate Jesus follower? And so in Refuge, we've been tagging that under. Follower, and um, and one of the things that we said uh, last week when, when Scott started us off in this series, we said, <clears throat> you can go ahead and put that slide up there, um, is that is that being a Christian or being a follower is is not something that you do, it's something that you are. It's not just this adjective that describes who you are. It's not like you know, like some of us in here are like, I'm a dancer. You know, I'm not a dancer. Um, you don't want to see that, and so. Uh, um, I would consider myself a musician, but that doesn't affect like the core of who I am. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not going out there <clears throat> parading around saying like I'm this musician. What, what affects the very core, the very fiber of who I am is the fact that I'm a Jesus follower. And so it's not just something that I do. It's not just, oh, I'm going to go, go do my Jesus thing on Sundays and Wednesdays and whatever else days of the week. But that everything about me is the fact that I'm a Jesus follower. And so, um, so what, what they did was that they, they took Jesus' life, and we went through Jesus' life, and we looked through all the Gospels, and we said, okay, Jesus has relationships with people. Let, let, let's, let's figure this out. Let's look at the life of Jesus, and let's see, okay, if, if following Jesus is about the life of Jesus, we have to know who Jesus was and what he did. And so through all that, they said, okay, we can kind of put uh, Jesus' life into three different file folders and how he related to people. Um, and our church has been saying it like this, that when he related to God, we call that abide. That was his relationship with God. When he was with his other believers, when he was with his disciples, that was connect, that he was connecting with other, other people. And then uh, when he was with the unbelieving world, people who, didn't, who weren't following him, we call that share. And so we believe that those three things, that abide, connect, share, that we can, we can, we can kind of put each relationship in Jesus' life, whether it was with God or with other disciples or with the unbelieving world, we can, we can put that into the same thing. Or into those, into those file folders. But in, in Refuge, we kind of changed that up. And so here's our little awesome signs that uh, Sarah and, uh, where else? Megan. Did you guys, where's it? You, Danielle, sorry. Uh, you guys did an awesome job at these. And so be someone, do something, go somewhere. So be someone is our abide. You know, be somebody who, who abides, who walks in relationship. Do something. People connecting, go somewhere, being a part of God's mission globally. And so here's what our series statement is. And that's the first blank that you have on your sheet. It says this. It says, today God is calling you to be someone that he uses to do something and go somewhere to share in the mission. 
Today, God is calling you to be someone that he uses to do something and to go somewhere to share in that mission. And so for the next several weeks, we're going to go through those. And so tonight, we're going to talk about this whole be someone to abide. What does that look like? And the next week, we'll talk about uh, doing something and going somewhere. Um, And this is super foundational for us. This is like, I mean... Everything else that we do, this one right here, is, is, like, is like the root system. This is, this is what everything else is based out of. This is what everything else is going towards. Um, and so, uh, for a long time, I've been, I've been doing music and, 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 and teaching lessons and doing things like that. Um, and uh, I, I was not always as talented as you see before you today. Uh, I'm just kidding. So, I, uh, yeah, talented, uh, in quotations. Um, so, uh but, but something that I, I love to do and something that I'm just very passionate about is, like, I know what it's like to be the 14-year-old kid to walk into an environment like this and being, like, you know, like, all the guys on stage are, like, rocking out like crazy. And I remember, like, the first time walking to a student ministry building, I was, like, the, it was, like, literally, it was probably that corner. Like, that was our student ministry building when I was, like, 14 in Alabama in, like, the redneck part. And so, like, we were, like, in this little small building. I saw the guy playing guitar, and I was, like, that is so cool. Like, I was, like, I want to be that guy. And so, like, and so... Uh, aspirations do come true, and so um, and so I was really I, I, I loved it, and so I know what it's like to be to be young and to and to love music and to be passionate about it and to and have a desire to get better, and so um, so something that I do very frequently is I teach a lot of lessons to to, to guys. I do I do it for for school for teaching at LMCA. Yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> like <laughs> I was waiting for y'all. So. Um, but I love it. I really do. Like, I, I love that I can help somebody else get better. And one of the things that I love is when I start teaching guitar to people, um, is that everybody wants to be the shredder, right? Like, everybody wants, like, I mean, that's, like, the goal. Whenever I ask a kid, I'm like, okay, like, what's your goal? Like, what, you know, they're like, I just want to shred. Like, they're just like, that's all I want to do. Just, you know, like, go crazy. They're like, I just want to be like Jordan Smith. Just, Jordan's crazy. No, he just can, he's amazing. Anyways, so, uh, so, Everybody's like, always like, I want to get to this point to where I can just like shred the guitar. I'm like, okay, great. I get that. I, I want to help you get there. Um, but here's the thing. It's going to take a long time from now. And we're not going to start doing that kind of stuff for like a long time down the road. And for many people, it gets really discouraging. <laughs> Keith's over there. I'm looking at Keith. Keith is like, yeah. Keith is awesome too. Keith is like, Keith literally sits for hours in his room and just like in play scales all the time. He, and he's like, yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Just talk to Keith. If talk, Keith will talk back to you. Um, so, but, uh, but like, that's the thing is like, everybody wants to be like, you know, they, they want to shred, they want to, they want to get the guitar and they want to just, just kill it. And like the most depressing thing I have to tell them is like, you're not going to be there in like a month and you're probably not going to be there in six months. Like I have to teach you some things that are like really basic and really foundational in order for you to get to that point. And here's the thing. It's going to be really hard. It's going to be like really difficult for you to, to get that because I've had so many kids quit on me because they're like, I'm not learning what I lo- want to learn. And I'm like, I-, I know you're not learning what you want to learn, but I'm teaching you what you need to know so you can get to that point. Like, I, you understand what I'm saying? Like, I, I want you, like I can see it in you. You have, you have potential. You're, you're, you're really good, but you have to learn the chords. You've got to learn music theory. You've got to understand some of these, these smaller pieces that go together uh, because if you don't, and all you do is you, is you learn these, these shredding parts. That's all you do. That's like one of my biggest pet peeves nowadays. Like when I talk to kids, like I'm like, oh, you play guitar? What do you do? And they're like, oh, I can play this, like this one solo. Like they're like, Durr! 
good. And they go like really fast and they play it. I'm like, that's awesome. Do you even know what you played? No. And like, I'm like, okay, well, where'd you learn that? YouTube. And like YouTube is like train wrecking every musician from like the next like 30 years. Because like all people do is learn like 10 second tidbits and like intros. They're like, that's all I learned on YouTube. I'm like, come on, man. And so like, and so it's, but it's so, it, you can be so much better musician if you just learn the basics, if you just learn it's foundational. And that goes for everything else. If you're, if you're, uh, um, if you're in English class, you know, you, you don't learn, you know, you don't just get the first thing when you go in there and like, you know, whenever you start reading in English class or writing in English class, and they're like, all right, give me a five page paper in MLA format. And you're like, what in the world? You know, like. You don't start there. You, you, you get better. You gradually get there. And so for us in the Christian life, this whole be someone, this whole abiding relationship, this is the roots. This is the basics. This is, this is 101 for us. That if we don't get this, if we don't, if we don't understand this concept and move forward with it, we're going to miss it. If, if we don't understand that this is foundational, that we can't do something and go somewhere without the be someone, we have to get that point. That if, if, if we miss the, the basics, if we miss the foundation, we have missed everything. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight is this whole abiding relationship. That it's, it's about getting back to the basics. And here's what's key for us too. It's not just about starting right. It's about aiming in the right direction. That for us, that, you know, we can, we can get started on the right foot, but if we don't know where we're going, we're just kind of in this aimless, like, you know, man, I can get the basics, but I have no clue where I'm headed. I have no clue where I'm going. And if you've been in church for any number of years, and you've been in different churches, uh, maybe other than hope, maybe, you've, maybe you've, you've assumed that the goal is something different. It's this constantly changing target. Like, the goal is to be a really good person. Or maybe the goal is to be a super awesome Christian. Or maybe the goal is to, you know, to be a pastor. Maybe the goal is to be, you know, you name it. And, and maybe you've been understanding that the goal is something and, and th- that it's not. And that's been throwing you off because you feel like you've been doing the same thing over and over and over again, but you haven't been growing. And so we're saying that, hey, listen, I want to I share with you what that goal is tonight. And here's what we've been saying in the main services. Here's the goal. Here's the winner. Let me tell you. Write this down. Okay? It's actually in your notes. So you can write it down again if you want to. But here's the thing. The goal is a relationship. That's what, a goal, that's what the goal is. The goal is not to have 80 quiet times. The goal is not to go on X amount of mission trips. The goal is not to be the best Christian. That sounds like the wrong thing to say. But that's not the goal. The goal is to be in a relationship. The goal is the relationship. If you want to know where to aim, aim for having a relationship with God. If you want to know where to go, aim yourself towards the direction of saying, I want to have a relationship with God. Forget everything else. Everything else will come naturally out of that point. But here's the basic. Go for the relationship. Don't go for the list of rights and wrongs. Don't go, for the, don't go for the checklist of, okay, I did this today, this, 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 this. You know, I was not so nice to my sister this morning, but I yelled at you know, my parents later. But that's, you know, those are bad. You know, that's not what we're saying. The goal is pursuing a relationship with Christ. That's the goal. That is the goal. There's no other goal. And so everything we do flows from that relationship. And so that's why we say um, this whole be someone. We want to be someone who abides. That's our basic we want to be someone who abides. Be someone who abides in that relationship. And here's a scripture I want us to read tonight. If you guys will turn um, to 2 Peter. Chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. 
It's going to be on the screens if you guys don't have your Bible here. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. And here's what it says. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for, a God, for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Um, that, those two verses are chock full of stuff. But here's what I want us to understand tonight from reading that. It says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. You and I lack nothing in what we need to live a godly life. God is, first of all, God's invited you to do this. Like, this is amazing. The God who created, like, God didn't just send the world spinning and said, you guys take care of yourselves, and I'm just going to kind of go do my own thing. He said, hey, listen, I'm inviting you. The God of the universe said, hey, listen, I, me, I want a relationship with you. More than you know that you need a relationship with me, I want that relationship with you. And more than you think that you want a relationship with me, I want a relationship with you. Okay? That's huge. The God of the universe is saying, hey, listen, everybody in this room, I want a relationship with you. I want you to get to know me. I want you to understand who I am. Because I understand that's better for you. And I'm not only inviting you along, I'm not only saying, hey, come along with me. But I'm also saying, I've given you everything. He's, I've got everything for you. All the tools, everything you're going to need, I have it for you. You don't have to, you know, bring your own stuff. This isn't like a, a, a syllabus where you've got to go and get some supplies. You're like, okay, then I'm ready, God. Let's go do this. No, God says, I, I, I have everything that you need for a godly life. It's all in me. And this is, this is what's so awesome. Go to, that, go to that next slide, Kara. It says this. They read, that, read that first part again. It says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all this by coming to, what did I throw in there in bold? To know him. He says, this is, we have received all this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself. He says, if you want to, know, if you want to, if you want to understand how this happens, how this works, just know me. Come and get to know me. He's saying, you don't, you don't receive this divine power and you don't get this thing by doing enough Christian work. He says, you don't, you don't get this by just going to a Christian school or just having a Christian family with nice parents. You don't do this by looking at your day and, and, and measuring it based upon, okay, I did a lot of good things and I didn't do a lot of bad things. He says, you accomplish this goal by getting to know who I am. He says, here's the invitation. Come to the divine life, and I've brought everything for you. And let me tell you how it happens. Come and, come and get to know me. Come and understand who I am. Um, you know, like, like I said, our, our whole church has been going through this. Um, and Pastor Vance has been um, bringing some awesome truth to us uh, through this. And here's one of the things that he said when he taught a couple weeks ago on this. He said this. He said, everything that Jesus desires to do through you, he will accomplish out of the overflow of his relationship with you. Everything that Jesus desires to do through you, he will accomplish out of the overflow of his relationship with you. God wants to use each and every one of us for an incredible purpose. And how he accomplishes that 
is not by you guys signing up for everything that we do. And that's incredible. Not, don't, don't hear me say that what you do in VIP or Hope for Kids or whether you usher on the weekends or whether you serve out in Boulder City or whatever happens, don't hear me say that that stuff is bad. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is this, is that that good work, that stuff that comes from you, here's where that comes from, a relationship with God. It comes from spending time with God. It comes from getting to know him. God says, I want to accomplish incredible works in your life. I want to do things that you can't even begin to explain or understand. He says, I want to use you to reach people groups that have never even heard of the gospel before. I want to, you know, this whole, all all the flag stuff, we need to take the land. All that stuff. He says, you know, you guys want to do this? You guys want to, want to take your football team. You want to take your school. You want to take over this club, that club. You want, to, you want to see your school come to know Christ. Here's how that happens. I want to accomplish that. Because here's the thing. He's more passionate about that than you are. He is way more passionate about reaching your football team than you are. He's way more passionate about reaching your school than you are. And here's what he's saying. Let me do that through you. Let me accomplish that work through you. I want to do that through you. I want to use you. But here's the thing. It's not us just kind of, you know, you know, putting ourselves up by our bootstraps and saying, hey, I'm going to take care of this. You know, I'm going to go and I'm going to start sharing the gospel. He's, here's what he's saying. This has to happen out of, a, out of an overflow of a relationship with me. Abiding in that relationship with him. And we can't, we can't get around that truth, guys. We can't, we can't try to think that it's going to work by us kind of going around that. It happens because we have a relationship with God. And here's an awesome truth that a youth pastor from a long time ago when I was young, I remember him talking about this, about this whole Christian, this whole Christ life. That being a follower of Jesus, being a Christian, is all about the Christ life, the Christ living in you. And, 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 and here's what's awesome is that, that that takes the weight off my shoulders. Because I'm not trying to live the bin life. I'm not, I'm not trying to make myself better. What I, what I want to do is I want to push myself out of the way. I want myself to go away. And I want God, I want, the, I want, I want Christ to live his life in me. Because he lived that life. He lived the perfect life. And he's, he's inviting us and wanting us and, and asking us, will you let me do that for you? Will you let me live my life through you? And it's not about, it's not the burden's not on us to do that. It's not the burden's not on, on you or myself to live this Christ life. Because it's his life. That's what it is. It's his life living through us. And, and, here's what, and here's what we get so distracted with all the time, is that, is that we get so busy doing so many other things. Um, here's, here's your next little slide here. It says this. It says, the enemy does not care what you do as long as you won't be. Pastor Vance said that a couple weeks ago. The enemy does not care what you do as long as you won't be. The enemy wants us to be so involved in everything else. And let me tell you something. This right here rocks my world. Like, legitimately rocks my world. Because from 7 o'clock in the morning till whatever time at night, I teach at a Christian school. I come and I work at a church all day. And then I come and I hang out with more Christian people at night. And, like, my entire life is, is revolved around this, this whole doing this whole lifestyle of just everything around me. And I get sucked into this hole so many times of just, just I, I, and I have to check myself. And this is one of those moments where I had to check myself and realize I'm following what I want to do. I, I've, put, I've put this whole, this whole doing thing, this whole being thing under the guise of, well, I work at a church. Or, you know, I do this or I do that. 
and, and, and God's saying, you've, 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 you've been deceived. You've been deceived into thinking that you can fill your life with enough Christian things and enough good stuff that, that you don't have to spend time with God. It's not true. It's not true. Don't believe that. And listen, guys, if you do anything this week, spend time with Jesus. I know a lot of you guys serve in many different environments, and you guys do a lot of awesome, incredible things. But the one thing the enemy wants to convince you of is that what you do is better than spending time with God. And that's not true. You can't. We can't believe that. We can't just say, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to have a question this morning. I'm not going to spend time with God because I'm going to be serving in church. I'm going to be at church all weekend. I'm going to hear the message you know, 15 times you know, during the week. We have to understand that, that, that this activity does not replace our intimacy with him. You cannot assume that. Because this is all happening. All, all this stuff, and all, here's the thing. Nothing, nothing that happens during my work day is essentially bad. It's, it's helping other people. But here's the thing. I have to understand that doesn't come from me. And I don't validate myself based upon what I do. And you can't validate yourself on what you do. Here's, how that, here's where that validation comes from. Spending time with Jesus. Spending time with God, that's where the validation comes from. I say, God, am I, am I inviting in you? Am I resting in you? Are your, is your life living out through me? Am I spending enough time with you to have you change my heart and change my life? And so here's what I want to do real quick. I need Jessica and Amazon. Come up here. Mr. Daniel Hunter, where'd you go? Daniel Hunter, where you at? Come on, man. So uh, just in case you guys didn't know this, Yamazon is like nationally ranked uh, gymnastic person. Gymnast. Gymnast. I need, you to, I need you to come on this side over here, Jessica. And then, Daniel, you'll be right over here. So, um, what's up? Just, just right here. I'll move this back. You can stand right there. So, so here's what I want us to do, okay? So, over here I have some, some pre-cut boards, all right? And I have um, a hammer. Jessica, you know what this is? It's a hammer. <laughs> okay? Okay? Just so we're all, okay? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to hammer that nail to that board. Can you do that for me? Okay? And then Daniel, I want you to hammer that nail into that board for me. Please. And by the way, that was probably 25 cents at the dollar store. So just be careful. So let's see who gets done first. All right? Here we go. Ready? This is gonna be this is gonna be interesting. You hammer it, Daniel. Okay, here we go. Okay, Jessica, you are ruining my illustration by not really hammering that. <laughs> you can actually hammer it. Pretend like I don't know what kind of thing you're doing. A dismount. Here we go. Here we go. Just don't break my fingers, okay? <laughs> You won't miss. Keep on going. We're not done yet. Hey, that nail's in there. Go for it. All right. Look at that. Fantastic. Okay. So, Daniel, you want a shot at this one? Yeah, I'm good. You don't. You broke my hammer, man. What's wrong with you? You can go have a seat now. So, Jessica was like not even, come on. I brought you up here because you're like yoked. And so, uh, you're supposed to like, it's gonna, I thought it was like two hits and you're going to be like done. So, um, 
so obviously the, the, the key point here is that Daniel's hammer didn't work. Um, and uh, most likely because Daniel's hammer is made of the dollar store and from plastic. Fixed it. So, uh, <laughs> but here's, 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 what, here's, what, here's what I want you, us to understand is that, is that God has given us the tools to do the tasks that we want to do. Many of us, and, you know, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter or in our lives, we have these incredible aspirations to, to go and to do something. To, to be like, man, I'll, you know, like, and, and to hear you guys pray and to hear you guys talk and to hear what's going on in your small groups, like, we get really encouraged. We're just like, man, God's really doing some really cool stuff in y'all's lives. And we believe that. But we get so frustrated all the time because it seems like we're, 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 we're pulling this Daniel move. <laughs> where we're like, this is not working. And we're trying to hit this, this nail and this board. And we're using the dollar store plastic hammer. But God's like, hey, I've got, this, I've got this one here for you. I've got this one. I actually found this in my car. Um, and he said, genuine, hic- genuine hickory. Go figure. So, um, but he's, he's saying, we're, we're trying to use the tools that we think is, are useful. We're trying to do things the way that we think works. And here's the, here's, the, here's the definition of insanity, is trying the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And that's what we're, we're driving ourselves insane because, like, man, we have these incredible aspirations for, for what we want to do for God and, what we wanna, and how we want God to use our lives and how we want him to, to reach our schools and to be in us and to, and to actually, like, transform us from the inside out. And we're like, I want this to happen. This is going to be incredible. And we go and pick up our plastic hammer, and we're just going at it, and nothing is happening. But God says, it's, you're missing the point on, 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 on what's going on here. You're missing the way that I've given you to do this. He just says, spend time with me. And that's what I want us to see is that we build a relationship by spending time with God. We build this relationship by spending time with God. God says, here's the tool. Use what I've given you. And, and, and we're going we're gonna to frustrate ourselves to death to the point. We're going we're gonna to stress ourselves out because... We're using this, this, this plastic hammer trying to nail this board down. And, and we're just going to be going after year after year after year when God says, I've, I've made the way for us. And we've tried to supplement Christian activity for these things. We've tried to, to do enough good works. And, every, and this, is, this is why camp is so critical for us because it's coming around the corner. And here's what's going to happen. There's about a hundred and something of us that are going to go on this, get on these buses and go to camp. And we're going to be so stoked. To, to, to meet God, and then we're going to come back home. We're going to be like, this, is, this, this God thing's incredible. We're so, you know, we're so excited to be, you know, and we're going we're to get off the bus, and we're going to want to serve in every single avenue. We're going to want to go reach our schools for Jesus. By the time school starts again, we're kind of back in the same role. We're kind of back into like, ah, well, you know, I just kind of rode that emotional train of, you know, what I thought God was doing in my life. But God says, I, I don't want you to go to these places and get frustrated over and over again. Because here's the thing. We're going to get frustrated from time to time if, if we continue the same way we've been doing things. God says, spend time with me. He says, hey, listen, I'm going to invite you into this relationship. I, I want you to come and be a part of it. And here's the thing. I've given you the, all the means necessary to do so. Just spend time with me. Spend time with, with, with me. Open up my word. Come and talk to me. Spend time with me. Get to know who I am. As you get to know who God is, that's when these things start happening. That's when God starts working in your life in ways that you can't begin to explain or understand. 
And so here's what I want us to do. Uh, the last part is this. It says, God didn't save me for what I could do for him. It says, he saved me for what he wanted to do through me for his glory. It says, God didn't save me for what I could do for him. He saved me for what he wanted to do through me for his glory. It's not about this activity of, of, of God working in your life and saying, you know, I'm going to judge how awesome my life is based upon all the things I can list and all the areas I serve and all the things I pray for and everything like that. God says, I want to live my life through you. And, and he's saying, I've given you the right tools, but you're throwing those aside and you're using your tools. And it, and it may look the same. It looks, I mean, sort of. <laughs> It might look the same. It might. It, they're still hammers. But he's like, you're missing it. You're not getting it. If you think that you can keep keep on doing and filling your life with so much activity to assume that you're some at some spiritual level where you get it, when God says you don't even spend time with me, you don't even you don't even know what I want out of out of this life. You can't even tell me the things that my word says. He wants that relationship with you more than you want that relationship with him. In your small groups, we're going to be going through some stuff. Um, and your small group leaders have all the material for that. And what this is, it's going to be an encouragement for you guys. We want you guys to go through this. We want you guys to see. And it's going to be something, if you've been a part of our services on Sunday morning, it's something very, very familiar for you. Um, but it's just something that we want you guys, a tool for you guys to understand as far as how this works. Um, as far as what this relationship looks like, about the idea of obedience, the idea of sin, and what that looks like in a relationship with God. So I'm going to invite the band back up here. Um, and here's what, I want to talk about. here's what I want to close with tonight. For some of us, we've been so conditioned in this lifestyle that we might haven't even realized that we don't even have a relationship with God tonight. For those of you guys in the room right now, some of you guys have been following a religious system and you haven't been following a relationship with God. And so I'm going to pray here in a moment. I want to talk to you about that, about what it looks like to actually follow Jesus and have a relationship with God. And for probably for, for, for majority of you guys too, you, you've been in this Christian walk for a long time, but you maybe have kind of gotten away from that. And so as we sing these last couple of songs, here's what I want you guys to do. I want you all to respond. God's truth deserves a response and so whether that's you kneeling in your chair whether that's you coming up here and making this an altar and saying God I'm tired of using stuff like this and thinking that it works you've given me something you've given me tools to use and I want to use what you have given me and so I want to repent I want to turn away from that stuff I want to turn away from from activity I want to turn towards intimacy with you I want to spend time with you I want to enjoy you. It's not a tedious task that we perform. God says, I I want you to spend time with me because I know how important it is for you. I know how life-changing it can be for you. So let me pray for us here. God, would you work in our hearts? God, would you speak, God, to who we are tonight? And I pray for the student tonight that does not have a relationship with you at all. They, they think they do, but all they have is just rules. All they have is just 
stuff and fluff on the outside. There's nothing real and rooted in their hearts. So God, I pray um, that they would come talk to me or one of the adults when we go into this time of response at the end so we can talk about what it looks like to have a relationship with you. If that's you in this room tonight, you need that relationship. When we start playing the song here in a moment, I'm going to be in the back. Nancy Jones is going to be in the back. We have some people here that love you, that want to talk to you, that want to pray with you. So if that's you, if you need a relationship with God, come and talk to us tonight. If you've been following the religious system and you've kind of lost track and you've been trying to grow in this relationship with God, but you keep on hitting that brick wall over and over and over again, maybe you just need to say, God, I need some prayer. I, I want to walk away from trying to, trying to use the same tools over and over again, but it's not working. I want what you've given me. I want what you have, you've told me, God, makes me grow deeper in relationship with you. I want that. So we want to pray with you guys tonight. Jesus, would you have your way? God, would you have your way in our hearts? God, would you change us? Would you draw us close to you? God, would you help us lay down the things that, that, that aren't of you, and the things that distract us from you, the things that lead us away from you? God, we want to put those down and walk away and walk towards you. God, so let us walk towards you tonight with confidence knowing that, God, your ways are better than our ways, that your truth, God, is higher than our truth.